And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. We are back in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. When I say we, I mean Obi and my man Zan. Zan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. I just realized I think the reason why I'm so relaxed when we do this or quiet it's because the intro music just mellows me out it's sexy music isn't it it, it is <laughs> <laughs> it just puts me <laughs> in the mood to relax i guess when we put some metal on next time that would get some mud vein i do listen to get the blood get yeah. the body going some my humps <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys think that we are a little light this week, you are correct. Mitch is out this week. He'll be joining us back next week. But that doesn't mean that we're going to stop. The show must go on. Must. So, so Obi and Zan are sitting I don't have right a, cool, here. Uh, a stupid fucking nickname. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't anymore. <laughs> I, can hear the, I can hear the hate. I can hear the jealousy coming out right there. <laughs> it's fucking lame. It's fine. I don't need it. You'll be Obi and Zanimal. How do you feel about I mean, that? I mean, Xanimal is something I've been called for a All right, while. we'll work on it. It's All right, okay. we'll work on it. I'm just giving shit. No, it's good. Maybe if you start showing up. <laughs> I have a life to live. I know. You're like the most popular guy I've ever met. How was your, how's your week been so far? Week is, so I missed your talk about uh, going back to school. Yes, it, that it, was a very good episode. Yeah. Everybody uh, tune into our, our, our episode about going back to school, Black and Stash, back in school. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, um, it was good. Isabella. Wednesday, started her new school. Okay. Uh, we were firm yet affectionate and supportive, and it worked for the most part. For the most part? First day in, she walked in by herself, no issue. She was able to bring her bunny with her, like her little, her lovey, which is a good su uh, sense of security for her. Oh, she had a little, little, little buddy? Little bunny she sleeps with, and I think it's a good thing, you know, that they can bring it in. And she came back and, you know, she had an accident just at the end. And that was our main thing of concern is that she would have accidents because they're supposed to be potty trained. And she is for the most part. But, you know, going to a place she's never been before, mm -hmm. speaking a language that she's never spoken. Oh, what? Because they're teaching in French. It's French and English, but it's like French. Uh, you know, kids she's never met, teacher, teacher she's never met, bathroom she's never been in. Like it's it's new and there's it's stressful. Damn, you sent your daughter to French school? Yeah. Early? It's the best way for him to get in. She's like, I wanted to know as many languages as she can. I I agree. Now, it's I went to French school. I went to French school, and all that shit left me once I left French school. Okay, well, ideally, she won't, <laughs> ideally we won't have to deal with another school until she's look, going to college. Yeah, hopefully. So that's how it's set up, and you know, hopefully it'll go that way. Um, 18 yeah, years of, it was like 16, 17 years of daycare? Of daycare? Yeah. I'm pulling your leg. It's stupid. <laughs> I expect better from you. Yeah, whatever. You came out aggressive, so I'm trying to. I'm did trying I? to match. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's been a long week, but so, uh, yeah, we bribed her with ice cream, saying after school we're gonna get ice cream. That worked. Oh. We got ice cream. So you know, put it in the future. She didn't realize that she was gonna go back the next day. Oh damn! <laughs> <And then laughs> She's like, she sucked it up for one day. Yeah, like one that's day. over. <laughs> uh, second day was harder, but she went in crying, came back, still no no accidents. It's great. Um, and yeah, today was a little tough, but she comes back saying I was sad in the morning, mm -hmm. and then I got better. And so you know, being able to like articulate that and tell us, and I told her you can tell your teachers that, and 
It's good. It's great. Okay. Even baby steps. Like she went the th- the whole week before she was going through some like a lot of development. We're not sleeping at night. She's been feeling new fears, like being scared of the dark, having some nightmares, and damn adjusting to that. Um, and <laughs> like, why why is this happening right before school? I'm connecting with your daughter yeah. on a whole nother level right now. Hated she, school. It brought it brought out all my fears and anxiety. Every, <laughs> all, that's all what of we're it. Wondering if it was if it had to do. I, no, I think it was developmental stuff, not just because of like knowing school is coming up. Because we never told her exactly when it was going to happen until <laughs> like two days before. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you hate school so much? Oh uh, man, I just it just I was from the get go. From the get go. It was just very, very, I never felt like I, I like tried so hard to do well in class and it didn't make sense to me. So I overcompensated other ways, you know, being a class clown, being Mm -hmm. loud. And it, it was like super scary. And I had some really bad teachers out the get, you know, telling me that I wasn't, oh, that I wasn't going to amount to anything. And like all the bad teachers, I had bad, bad teachers. And, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to call them out right (laughs) now. I'm not, I'm not going to Mr. Okay, Fedor. <laughs> no. Um, no, but yeah, because like, you know, um, I, my mom was always, she always came from a place where, you know, school was the best. So like if there was something wrong, it obviously had to be with me and not with the teachers, you know, like um, when yeah. I, ca- yeah, my mom, she, I, it, I was it thinking about that fault. today it, a little bit though, also, because like you're entrusting these places and you want the kid, your kid to, you know, be okay with it and be excited to do it. And if I was even saying like, if you're saying like this place is great, it's special. You're gonna learn so much, mm. and yet they have they have experiences like like what you had, then that fucks with their head. Yeah, like I, what did what did we and like that we dealt with that with her in that earlier daycare where like it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. We're, so, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I didn't have these things to say. I was just yeah. School sucks. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Izzy here. She <laughs> if she needs an advocate for her, I'm right here. I'm just I'll tell you right now. I'll go up to your daughter and be like, daddy is wrong. No, do whatever you want to do. I, I have a friend already who like, if he comes by buzz, it's just like, he doesn't listen to what I'm telling him to say. Like, don't say that in front of her. <laughs> Stop doing that. And he just has blinders on and just keeps talking. I'm like, you, you're not allowed over here anymore. Oh, <laughs> damn. Don't be that guy over here. I won't be that guy. I won't be that guy. Speaking of that guy, yeah. there's a couple of those guys out there right now uh-huh. popping like horse dewormer. I don't know if you heard about this. You hear about this? I heard about it. Oh, my God. Sometimes I think these motherfuckers have a stance. They have like a point. You're like, I don't know what's in it. It's not FDA approved. But you know what I can't take? (laughs) It's some horse dewormer. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I like it's, uh, you know, right wing media has no fucking shame. They don't give a shit about anybody. No. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like. They pushed hydrochloroquine, uh, hydrochloroquine, and like people didn't know what was in that, and they're and just then like bleach. No, they didn't really push bleach. They didn't, like, he pushed like, it. Yeah, he said when he, you guys know, I'm talking about 45. He said, you know, maybe you can inject some bleach; and it'll clean out the inside. Who knows if he was serious or not? He's just a big fucking dumbass. Some dumb people ass. still did it, but some people still did it. But just so you know, uh, right now they said that the. Uh, I think it was the AP reported a 500% increase in poison control uh, calls. Um, there's a, a county in Atlanta, right? Now, mean, in, Georgia, in Georgia. Uh-huh. There's a county <laughs> There's a county in Georgia that sent out an email to all their all the chains at a feed store, uh, this feed uh, chain store and it was just like if somebody calls about this, ask them it's for an, if it's for animal use or human use. If then ask them if they're trying to use it to uh, cure uh, to protect against COVID. I mean, listen. 
there are a lot of people on this planet. Yeah. Some would say too many. Too many. You know, if some of them, yeah. Oh, he's going to do it. Just. Oh, he's going to say something some fucked up right now. Are, <laughs> God. He's going to say something fucked up right now. Go ahead, finish your point. Listen, I don't think Darwin, we, we just be proving Darwin's point. Okay. <laughs> He's not rolling in his grave. He's laughing in his grave. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to get to that. And it was, I think it was very, very, uh, it was very elegant. It wasn't. It was a very elegant I, way to put it. I don't think elegant is the first thing I, that comes I to think, mind when I speak. Well, I think, I think it was. Because I would have just said, like, yeah, some motherfuckers need to die. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, that's it. I, it's just, come on. No, I'm, I'm going to deworm you. you. <laughs> I'm going to take a dewormer used on horses to fight a virus it doesn't make any sense it's you know it hurts it hurts i feel like i i talk about education on this podcast and just with any it's a reoccurring theme for you for anyone that'll listen to me (laughs) um and it's a it's a reoccurring theme for you i don't know i i i don't understand what's going on with people um i think some people are a little brain a little uh dead in the brain but what what can you do what can you do nothing drugs are taking yeah yeah, well, the legal ones, I'd say. That's legalize I, it. That's that's our last episode. You guys should tune in, take a listen. Anyway, um, another another interesting thing that was uh, uh, popular in the news is uh, the internet shook uh, last week when OnlyFans announced that they were only going, they're going to get rid of explicit content starting in October to appease their uh, not their buyers, their um, the credit card company, credit card yeah, Mastercard companies, yeah, Mastercard is like no. I don't want to be affiliated with that. I'm like, come on, bro. Mastercard don't. No, it wasn't Mastercard. Well, they probably laundered money too. I mean, like, I just. So first, uh, so three things. Three things. First of all, get it off your chest. First of all, Mastercard, you know damn well. Don't get it on your chest. I'm like, oh (laughs) Oh, shit, Zanimal. Um, but no, like, uh, so Mastercard, I know damn well they got dirty guns and dirty, uh, dirty oil. They got a bunch of fucking blood on their hands. I don't think a few titties are gonna rub them the wrong way i think that's kind of a horseshit thing to say that that's the reason second thing is if you can protect any type of sex worker or any type of entrepreneur that's finding a way to make money in a society like this where they can create fans from a safe distance yeah do what they need to do in a private controlled environment and they're adults they're adults like why you gotta fuck with that right why you gotta fuck with that you're not breaking any laws come on now and it's their man like it, most of only fans money came from that yeah it's like come on like what you gonna shut down the strip clubs and be like oh you gotta use bitcoin only the dollar does not want to be associated with that like get the fuck out of here come on and the last thing the last thing that I think doesn't really need to be said is we talk about how this is a country of freedom, but every single time somebody does anything to get a dollar that might rub the Christians the wrong way, yeah. it gets shattered on. And it's crazy. It's insane. It's but it's, crazy. This is our Christian nation. It's our Christian nation. And listen, I'm, you know, I don't believe in religion, but if, if you practice your religion and it makes you want to be a good person and, you know, you do your thing and doesn't, and, involve other people or trying to push them in one way or another do you yeah i i that's I what ho- jesus said wholeheartedly agree i think he did yeah i mean I, i'm sure there were not a lot of clothes back then i'm sure jesus walked through walked by a couple titties didn't say shit about it right you know i'm sure not their true. dicks were hanging out of those shoals like what the hell no underwear yeah they were free balling it it was the desert it was hot linens linens you can see a boner through a linen god damn 
I mean, we're talking about titties and boners and all this shit. And that actually brings me to my point of our main subject this uh, this wonderful, wonderful evening. And that's about sex education. Yeah, something that we will ideally not have to talk to our kids about for a while. Yeah, and it's actually good <laughs> that we're getting a jump on this right now because I definitely want to find out what you knew, uh, you know, how sex education was for you growing up. I'll give you a little history of mine. But before we get to that main subject, I want to play a nice little game that's going to be a regular segment in our opening called guess that law Ooh, Ooh guess I, that law i already lost so ladies and gentlemen what we're going to do is we haven't seen this we are going to go ahead and give you a popular law that just came out we don't know what it is we're just gonna give you a name and we're going to speculate on what it is for so the first one we're going to only do one this time we're going to dip our toe in this new game see how it feels you don't know the answer do you i don't know the answer okay. i don't know the answer it might be a rigged game it might be so here we go the first, uh, the first one that we are we have, the first and only, I'm going to read this, uh, just the name, and then we're going to speculate. Okay. All right? So, out of Texas, got to love big Texas. Everything's bigger. Here's a new law coming 2021, mm-hmm. end of 2021. It's called the Star Spangled Banner Protection Act. Okay. Star Spangled Banner Protection Act. Now, I'll go first, and I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay. I think... I think the Star Spangled Banner Protection Act is an anti-kneeling. I think it's an anti-kneeling a mandate. I think it's something that says that everybody has to stand like this is Korea and North swear Korea. F- North Korea and swear fealty to the flag, and you're no longer allowed to kneel. And this is in Texas. That's what I think oh, this is. I feel like you looked at it. You, because- go ahead, take a shot. Take a shot. What do you think the Star Spangled Banner? Protection I mean, Act is. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of I sense, but like, dig deeper. Think about what you think it might be. I mean, initially I thought it's something that protects it to being played to being played. Like yeah, you can't read sporting events it? and all of that, you know, uh to be played all the time. Though you can't like not have it played at um, American events, I guess. Okay. Or that it couldn't be changed. But what you're saying with everything going on, I think that's that's the reason. And I now, think you're a cheater. Now, do you think that you might be biased and think that just because it's Texas, they'd like to make people stand at the flag, or do you honest? Does it just sound like a good idea to you? It sounds like a good no. It doesn't sound like a good <laughs> fucking idea. It sounds <laughs> fucking stupid. Okay, so, so wait, we're gonna wait, go so any other like California would not make this law. Oh, yeah, the California no, is a whole no, different like, piece. L- yeah. We don't care about the flag out here. <laughs> California flag. Yeah, the California flag. We got a bear and we're chilling. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You ready? Yeah. The Star Spangled Banner Protection Act is an act that says that any sporting event contracted through Texas, any professional sporting act has to play the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning of the game. Basketball, football, volleyball, gonna... anything would have to play the flag. So it looks like you were right and you won the first ever Guess that law. Woo! Zan, ladies and gentlemen, I am very proud of you. You Thank didn't you. have a lot of faith going in there. I you did, did it. it. I did it. Well done. Well, that my weekend has turned around. Look at that. We're going like this is going to be a sexy episode for more reasons than one. Zan's coming in hot. I'm ready. Little wet too. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break. This is Papa Don't Preach and we're coming back with sex education. Oh god.
And we are back. I take a little pee break. I take a little pee break, guys. Welcome back to Papa Don't Preach, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with my man, Zan. And we're going to get right into it. I want to talk to you about sex, baby. Talk about you and me. (laughs) Don't finish it, man. We don't have enough money for that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right into sex education. Obviously, this is something that we have to be directly worried about right now. But I know that it's something that has crossed my mind. And, you know, sex education in this country is lackluster at best. It's fear-based and it's all, a lot of it's fear-based. It's a lot of fear-based. It's a lot of fear-based. Um, I think um, uh, our producer, Blaine, actually told me a story about how uh, he had a teacher that's explained to him that sex will bring you shame. <laughs> I believe. Sorrow. Sorrows. Yes. <laughs> sex will bring you sorrow. And I think, you know, that's, that's one way to look at it. But, um, you know, before we get into some of the stats that uh, we brought along here, uh, Zan, I want to ask you something. Yeah. Do you remember your first sexual experience? My, like, uh, the first. I do you remember mean, the yes, first time I you remember you, all, you remember? first time I I kissed a girl? Yes. And oh, that's it. Yes, the first time I, I, I kissed a girl, it was during camp, and the girls like the worst oh. things happen at camp, or the best. Hey, a boy, a boy. They we would uh, like try to like in the middle of the night sneak over into like the girl's side, or the girls would try to sneak into the boy's side. And we kind of we woke up to like the girls sneaking into our sneaking into our bunk and and like woke up to them like <laughs> sleeping and they're like standing over us. <laughs> oh my god! And then, like they did like a like a quick kiss. This girl did a quick kiss to me, and then they ran out laughing. And I'm like, well, that was exciting, but uh, it could have been better. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I need to work on this. Would you? <laughs> how did you learn how to kiss? How did I learn how to kiss? Yeah. Ooh, this is embarrassing, but I'll let you know. I mean, mine's kind of embarrassing too, but go ahead. Oh, great. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. Okay, so um, I remember uh, there was these eight. uh, So I was in fifth grade at the time. Uh Uh-huh. And fifth, uh, so I was in the top, like fifth grade was the top of uh, the elementary recess period. The oldest ones were the fifth graders. Mm -hmm. So um, separated, but on the same campus were the sixth through eighth graders. Okay. And the eighth graders to get to sports or their electives had to walk through the elementary school. And I remember my brother was in sixth grade. So he was in the other campus. And I remember my brother was walking by and these guys, older kids were talking about, uh, how they can use their hand as a girl's mouth. Oh my God. They had that shit too. (laughs) They use their hand as a girl's mouth. And yeah, they're like, and they were talking about kissing. That was the first time I ever heard the term French kiss. Uh And I was like, man, these freaky French motherfuckers. I went to a French school and I never heard the term French kiss Uh before. And I was like, oh, what is that? And so I remember like in my bathroom, in front of the mirror, like eyes wide open, like sticking my tongue in my hand. (laughs) And like, it, it was crazy because... I, I now looking back at that, I realized how intrigued I was by the whole idea of like, you know, sharing a moment with somebody kissing and like all I knew was kissing, hugging and sex. And like, right. I didn't know what sex was. I just knew it was gross. Right, <laughs> That's right, all I knew right, about right. it. It was like, ew, but I just collectively said it. like I was so interested, but you know, and so a lot of people around me said it was gross. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, what was, uh, what, what, how did you learn how to kiss a girl? 
I mean, it's the same way. Same way. Yeah. So yeah. It's like <laughs> you put your, yeah, right between this little spot by your thumb. By Ew. Your and that's, you know, and you move it around. Oh, it's, I think about it so now. It's so gross. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's just, it's, you know, it's. I, I have think no it, idea it's, if it's I wash just, my hands. <laughs> probably not. Oh, but like, God. It's kind of, it, I don't know. It's kind of like endearing or so because like we're trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time I wasn't told what, you know, the birds and the bees were and on that and had that talk. And so like, you know, it's hormones are starting to develop yeah like all this stuff is going on and we're just trying to like we're trying to figure it out <laughs> so like really i want to just this, se- this seems like it could work i mean i don't know like, like nothing to base it on to me that's kind of crazy to hear a couple kids walking down the block talking about making out with their hands and i run home like great idea <laughs> look up to your elders yeah I, I didn't have google back then i know i mean i i'm i think we were fortunate that we don't did, didn't have what is available now because because it's good and bad it's in good my and bad i think I mean, it's good I'm and saying, bad i mean it's good and bad but the, just like the like the stuff that's out there regarding just like porn and and everything else it's their kids are getting exposed to exposed to sex and and everything that comes with it without really being educated on it yeah and also being exposed to it at a younger age we're like i mean i'm thinking like 13 year olds are grown up way faster than most 13 year olds when we were. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was, I remember when I was 13, I was pretty much a novice, but I went from like a private school to a public school. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was a little smarter, but I was not sexually experienced. I mean, these girls weren't messing around. Like the guys and girls were doing stuff that I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you guys do this over here. I'm like, um, I can see that girl's boobs. <laughs> like it was, it was kind of like that. Um, but so here, um, when, um, for you, yeah, because I'll tell you mine in a minute. When was the first time it was explained to you? Was it in school or was it by your parents of what sex is and what like where did that come from? So what I remember coming from my parents we were, all i remember we were sitting at the kitchen table uh-huh. uh and they, i think they mentioned like the birds and the bees but i don't remember any of the conversation like, the rest of it you just blocked it out it was I that traumatizing I, I, I think so i'm thinking maybe it was just very awkward i didn't want to hear this from my parents and i think it came i feel like it came out of nowhere um and <laughs> i used to, i would cut out uh like images from the Victoria's Secret magazines and like hide them. Maybe my parents found that and that's when they're okay, we gotta have this fucking talk now. Oh damn, um, maybe. Maybe. But Oh um, wow. Uh but what I really remember is at school and it wasn't bad. It wasn't like it wasn't surprising. I wasn't like grossed out. It was just more intrigued and I and I guess like I went to a public school, um and yeah, I'm I'm I guess happy with that experience with how it was taught. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fear based. Uh, the whole pregnancy thing definitely was came, came into play, obviously. And um, I just, yeah, I, uh, I definitely learned more of just you know living, ask, living and asking and like looking up stuff and you know. Yeah, I don't think our parents did a very good job. I like my mom had a religious background, so. So she came at you from a religious standpoint. On oh, I mean, I remember, I, I think I, I must have been 10. I remember I, because 
I remember my mom's new office, and that was when I was like 10, 11, which is when I was. I was told too because it's so, my old house. Yeah, and I remember uh, the, a coworker of my mom's was like, oh, your, boy, your son's so cute. We should get our kids together. And he's like, oh, he's not dating until he's 21. And I remember her saying that, and like a couple days later I asked her about it, and I was like, hey, you know, like I like this girl at school, and I was – I remember my hands being sweaty, like telling my mom this. And she's like, no, you don't have feelings for anyone. I was like, uh, I could have sworn I just told you I did. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I was hallucinating. But she, would, she basically told me that if I had any type of sexual contact with a girl, I'd go to hell. Wow. Yeah, it's just like, it's forbidden. It's not going to happen. Lots of sorrow. And I was like, oh, damn. Just kind of looked down. I was like, all right. And just so you know, and this is... Just a sidestep real quick before we jump back in. I was terrified of going to hell. I'm sure if that's like, what, when the I w- environment you were raised. When I, you know, a Sunday school, I remember we had this movie of this guy who like messed up and went to hell. And it was basically a snuff film. It was this dude being tortured all his, it was like a horror film. And I probably watch it now and think it's like cheesy, How campy, and corny. Bro, I was like 10, ten or, I was like nine or 10 years old. God, this was yeah. like my last time in a Sunday school before. Uh, I switched uh, before we were training for confirmation. So I was like, like it was right confirmed? after, fir- yeah, it was right after first communion. So you, right after first communion, you have like a year and then you train for confirmation. And like, bro, it was, I remember that I was like, I am not going to hell. Like, no, I'll, I remember after that, I was like, tell him I, I walked into the kitchen, told my mom, like, we're going to church. I got some shit to, I need to confess right now. And then I realized confession is a scam. But yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just told that dude I was poop. I was peeking at boobs yesterday, and now I'm sitting across from donuts and orange juice on a Sunday morning. Nuh-uh. Yeah, not having it. But hey, so That's I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before I want to get into what we've learned in school. Yeah. Um. Do we got any stats of? Uh, yeah. What I mean, like? Because I know that um. You know, it was something crazy about like nine out of ten parents are actually in favor of uh, SRA and I believe it's the S uh no SAR SAR which is SRA is it SRA yeah. what does that stand for it's like the sex sexual resistance re- resistance oh, it does the sexual relations avoidance hold on hold on education SRA that's what it is yeah it's the sexual relations avoidance I believe which is weird staff research associate no that's not the run is it <laughs> sexual wait hold on yeah, I think that's what it is. I believe I, you. I just want to see sexual risk avoidance. Oh, that's what it is. Not re- relations. Same yeah. Thing. It's okay. Yeah, sexual risk avoidance, SRA. And it's a, it's a whole new way of teaching sex education because the reason I want to bring that up is because I remember, and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this can relate, that I learned sex education in ninth grade. My sex ed class was called health. Mm-hmm. And- it was taught by a coach. <laughs> it was our football your, coach. Your PE coach? <laughs> it, was, it was our football coach yeah, that who horrible. was just like one of the douchiest but nicest guys on the planet. He was probably in his late 40s, and he just like, watch this tape. <laughs> and, you know, there's a dude who looked exactly like him on, on TV oh just talking about like, yo, if you hug a girl, you're going to get syphilis, you're going to go blind, and you're going to die. Like that's basically it. It's so, it's fear, it was fear-based. <laughs> it was completely fear-based. And like such education is not like, supposed to be here are the horrible things that will happen to you if you have sex it's supposed to educate you about who you are your body your feelings the changes that are going on in your body yeah like 
we didn't talk about um, we didn't talk about any uh, gay like any gay feelings or gay experiences and what like the gay uh, experience is, which I think is very because like that's I mean, one it's thing incredibly important. But like at that time, like in the nineties or no the two thousand early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, any any time before today. Yesterday you're was not, bad. Like you're not, you're not, they're not touching on that at all. Yeah, I mean, like, so when you were in school, what was 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 there, what was your sex education class? Did you have a sex education? It was class? in health class. It was exactly in health like class too. Saying. We had a health teacher, so it wasn't our PE coach. Oh, nice! You guys coach. are fancy. I mean, El Camino. Ooh, ooh. But um, conquistadors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound like that guy Creeper. Yeah. Well, we were rivals. Yeah, yeah. Our high school were rivals. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. I'm not trying it. to keep it interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. I <laughs> You're like the nicest guy in the I world. I'm nothing. like trying to pick a fight with you. I you won't let it happen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was yeah. Like I said, it it was it was it was fine. It was good. It wasn't it wasn't f- like fear based. Uh, I had a, I had a good health teacher actually. From um, what was the class like? Like, do you remember anything about specific that you had to learn about sex education? What I what I remember is that it. She, she talked a lot about like the changes that were going on in okay. our bodies and the effects and like the urges and like they definitely did went into pregnancy and like if you have sex there's a good chance you're going to get pregnant so i guess a little bit of fear stuff went into that mm. um but i think you know it's important to teach the repercussions of you know not being safe um oh you don't think of the plan that we have now of the best safe sex is no sex the a- abstinence Teaching abstinence is is very stupid, in my opinion, <laughs> because this is natural. Like we don't just have sex just to procreate. Like we're not cats. Yeah, we're dolphins. <laughs> dolphins have sex for pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> we're that's, dolphins. That's smart mother. I love dolphins. <laughs> Surfing waves, having sex, jumping—they're great. Murdering other dolphins. Not often. Well, let's not get into that. Should we? Listen, I don't want to go into between the porpoises and the okay. dolphins. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, for all intents and purposes, I just want to be straight <laughs> about this subject right now. <laughs> we'll stick to one. Okay. Um, but uh, what was I saying? The, uh, you're talking about. It, uh, was, it was it was good. It was. Um, but yeah, we I think it's yeah, it's important to show the, you know, the negative things that can come for, if you aren't careful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't wrap it up and. Um, but most people try to teach it in a fear-based way and saying like, you know, abstinence is the way is stupid because we are like, we should be able to like, uh, there should be no shame around our sexuality, us figuring out our sexuality, you know, the, you know, the things we like, we just, uh, we should be educated on it. We should practice it safely. Um, Yeah. Did you watch porn when you were a kid? Yes. Did you have the you had the squiggly lines too? I had the squiggly my, lines. My I had the black box. Channel ninety eight, Spice I think Channel. It was ninety eight. It was Channel ninety eight. It was the Spice it Channel. Never came through. I wasn't <laughs> smart enough. You mentioned you put like paper clips on the back. So what you had to do is like so on the back of the cable box because if you didn't buy it, they scrambled it. Right. So it's just magnetic waves. They just scramble it. So yeah. I just remember just like taking foil and putting it on the back, and it would slow the scramble. So it'd still be like a split green screen with like purple lines and shit through it. But I I'm, I, I knew a titty when I saw a titty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I got it. I'm a genius. <laughs> watching it. But, uh, for it to unscramble, yeah. But yeah, I did remember at my dad's house that I, um, uh, that 
the After Dark channel where it was just like Skinamax, you know, yeah, like softcore. Yeah. I remember I'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't feel like sleeping in bed. I think I'm just going to sleep out on the couch. And I still think if my, if I don't think my, my parents knew, I don't think my dad or my mom like knew what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'd be out there and you know, there was like, uh, what was that? Emmanuel in space. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. You never movie. saw that? The no. Skinamax movies. Oh yeah. I remember was, a space thing. But see, see, this is another thing because I was lacking in the sex education part. I would watch that like softcore stuff and be like, oh, that's what sex is. Just thrusting in the same direction softly as the wind blows through the window on a spinning bed. Like, you know, I didn't realize. Didn't grab the boob a little. Like, there, like oh. it was so stupid. It was like, like if I don't know if you've seen it lately. I haven't. Oh, man. Like, uh, when we come back from this, uh, when we come back from the break before we do the pulpit, I definitely want to show you a scene. And I want to get your opinion on it because it is ridiculous. Review. But like, so you have that and you were watching that then and seeing like, okay, this is how it's done. But then you have kids now with all of the shit that's out there right now. Oh, it's an it, overcorrection for sure. Yes. And it's like, you have girls and guys saying, Oh, I have to act like this. I have to be like this. So then the opposite sex or the same sex will like me and it fucks with your head. Yeah. I can't imagine if I was sitting there trying to have sex and I was like positioning myself like there's a camera stage right, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but um, so one of the things that I I'm thinking right now because like our kids are young, yes, our kids are young, and I want to get your strong opinion about this. Have you thought to this is a two parter? Have you thought about talking to your kids about sex eventually, and do you see yourself getting involved? in school and making sure that the health or whatever sex ed class is up to your standards. Yeah. So for the first question, I, I have thought about it um, a little, just in the sense to where I, you know, I, I want, I, I want her to, you know, be comfortable with herself. Like there's like no shame around it. I, I, I think for women also, and I could be wrong, but like, it's been taught in a way, like, I guess maybe in a ma male focused way. Oh yeah, throughout. for sure. Yeah. And so for sure. And it's like, you know, the women are there just to have babies and you know, their pleasure and all it doesn't fucking matter. See, that's something that's very important. I think that's very important. Yeah. Because I don't think like, this is going to sound very ignorant, but I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Obi's about to go full R right now. Full ignorant. <laughs> I'm going to go full ignorant right now. But I felt that my education, my sex education threw me out to the fucking wolves. And I like now that I'm older, I picture about how many how many women I have disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and just from not knowing how the female body works. And like you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, like I, 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 I really think that, you know, we should get to know our bodies. We should get to yeah. know the opposite sex bodies. And like, I think it does, a, it, it does us good. Cause like, you know, not like, I didn't need to be in college to figure like the women around me are like in high school are going through their periods. They're having the periods for the first time. They're going yeah. through their times of the month. 
and there's a you know, lot of hormonal changes going a lot on. of hormonal changes and all through high school we were just taught ew you bleed eh, don't talk about a tampon it's gross yeah. and it's like a natural thing that happens to everyone yeah and it wasn't until i was in like like my early 20s till i actually understood what the hell it was about and i still i'm still like having to google things i'm like what the fuck cramps like what do you mean cramps like i got a leg cramp is that what you're talking about <laughs> and like i remember putting those uh uh the the ab the ab like construct like yeah i've seen like, videos tried, of that trying to simulate simulate what a cramp was and you know sometimes and it was she was crazy because sometimes i'm like oh yeah this sucks this really sucks and i'm like okay it doesn't hurt that and bad then and then sometimes i was like oh shit so wait this just happens to you in the yeah. middle of the day like how am i in my 30s like understand like and they have to go Go on with work or like act like it, it's really it's so fucked up. this is going to sound dumb. But if I were to teach a sex education class, yes. I would I would it would be a one week course crash course. Mm -hmm. And boys and girls on Mondays and Tuesdays will start split. All right. And we'll go down their individual bodies and what they can expect. And then we'll bring them together and talk about sexual experiences, the dangers and the good, how to be safe, why you need to be safe. And what to do in certain sexual situations. Yeah. And then on Friday, I'll get that same machine and make every single guy stand up there and see if they can take a cramp for five minutes. That sounds <laughs> fucking smart. It doesn't sound it's dumb like, at all. It's like, because like, think about it. We go through school. We go through our experiences, like through our adolescence, not ex really not understanding our par our future partners. And whether or not you are gay or straight or bi or in between, you have to know your body and the other person's body. Yeah. You have to know how everybody is different. You have to like, and also like as you get older, like you're figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what works for you, what doesn't. And, you know, making sure um, that you are like that there's respect. Yeah. That that's another thing is respecting the person that you're around. Right. And I don't think that was even taught at all in sex ed. No, like think about how many little boys are going out there, going to college, drinking and being like, eh, I'm going to stick my dick in her face when she's passed out. This is something that should be covered. It yeah. should be covered because throwing like all your hormones coming in all at once. We're dumb, we're, guys. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, we don't. Is that we, your Mitch impression right there? <laughs> we dumb. We dumb. Yeah. Hell what? <laughs> <laughs> but we it's like we don't we don't mature as fast mm -hmm. and that's something that all females need to know like as like need to know well like, is that a, so mentally and physically <coughs> is it proven that women mentally and physically mature faster than men or is it more of like a majority i have to google that well i think that's very good very uh, uh i think it's one thing that we all need to understand because it, I think I mean, that from experience it fucking seems that's the case. Well, yeah, because, you know, I remember in eighth grade when I was in eighth grade, I remember the girls I was going to school with, you know, every single eighth grade boy goes through that. When seventh grade, you go to summer, you enjoy yourself. And then when you get back to school, all these girls that you grew up with suddenly have boobs. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, girls physically mature faster than boys on a physical level as well due to the quicker process of pu puberty. Mm. Uh, it usually starts one to two years earlier also. 
Yeah. And finishes the stages of puberty quicker. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a. Yeah, we had leakage problems a in here. Leakage, yeah. Firework <laughs> going off. Um, so I think it's important to know that as well. And it's also like, because all of these hormones are, are flushing through us, it's important that, like, as men, as, as, as kids too, like, as girls too, like, we know, okay. This is happening to me to, to try to be like president conscious with it. Um, mm-hmm. And then like ideally with to your second question regarding schooling, like, uh, I mean, knowing what the curriculum is around it is going to be very important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think parents need to be heavily involved because like you said, if f- women are physically maturing faster than men yeah, and really. you got some seventh grade girls going through things that guys don't understand until they're in ninth grade, like literally 12 well, they're not going through 11. the same things obviously well, they're ob- obviously not going through the same things right. but feelings uh, are yeah. developing yeah i think i see it's it's maybe there's not a blanket approach to this and maybe that's why a lot of people the pastors kind of threw their hands up and were like ah st- st- stick coach warner in there to <laughs> put on the tape <laughs> but, but when you say there's not a blanket approach, i think to a degree there is because the the changes that are happening are the same changes that have been happening over generations that's true we should know a lot about it by right. now yeah we, we do <laughs> but it's just still like there's this stigma to it you know it's like it to it's even people like you know with the whole that are pushing the abstinence thing of like you know you only have sex when you're married and you only have sex to have a kid you know and that's something that seems ridiculous to me because if you think about how long you are sexually active right to say that you're gonna get married like 22 23 without having a physical relationship with somebody you're about to. And I'm not saying that it's all about the physical, like you can have a best friend, but it's just like, it's a major part of it. It's a huge part of it. Yeah. But I guess you guys can learn together as well. You can grow. Yeah. Sex can start off terrible. End up being great. It usually starts off terrible. It always starts off terrible. (laughs) Yes. Everybody's sitting there. It's like a competition almost. It's like a competition. It's like this primal thing that you jump into and, it's almost it's like a battle, and then uh, it's what your third or fourth time. You're like, hey, we should probably work together on this. <laughs> we should communicate. <laughs> we should communicate. I think also that needs to be talked about as well. Like from like when you're teaching sex ed, mm-hmm. that and you get to the portion of like you know actual sex is like communicating with your partner. Yes, I have a boner, and I'd like to fix this. <laughs> Communication. Communication. Oh, see, this is, and this is why <laughs> I, I am the reason that sex ed is not taught in schools. Like now for me, like you can tell, like when I feel uncomfortable, I'm uh, going to make a joke. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a joke. It's a, it's the whole thing. But like, I remember when I was in sex ed and I, you know, I was told like about all these STDs. I didn't touch a girl for like, I didn't even hug Did a they girl. show you images? Oh, bro. The images they showed us. Yeah, I think Ugh. I think it's imp- I think showing the images little Ob Ikemafuno was scarred. <laughs> I'm like that can happen to my dick. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and the best, the worst thing about all of it is when I learned it, they're literally like after the whole video, like this is genital warts, this is herpes, this is what happens when you get chlamydia. You can have HIV and die. Oh, this is called the clap, and this is discharge. And I'm like, gross. This is all terrible. And they're like, guess what? There's not a cure for any of it. I'm like, oh my God. Why would anyone have <laughs> sex? sex yeah. Why would anybody want to put themselves through this? But yeah, I, I mean, like, so you have a girl, I have yes. a boy. 
And I think that there's a lot of social uh, norms we've accepted in society that just don't apply anymore that we need to shed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always, I think, and like, this is just me being like, I don't, I think this is my bias here, but I think I have to be very firm with my son to understand, you know, in a relationship, man or woman, you need to respect yourself and your partner. Yeah. And I just know, I like going with my experience, I fucked up so much before I even came close to getting it right. And I still haven't gotten it right. Yeah, we're still learning. And to me, that's unacceptable. I'm not saying that, oh, I should know everything by now. But we were just talking about you don't know what you don't know. And to sit here and think about all the things, like, oh, this is bringing up a lot of emotions, as you can see. It's Mm. bringing up a lot of the past. I'm thinking about a lot of things. And thinking about the first girl I ever kissed, the first girl I had a sexual encounter with, Mm -hmm. And what that was, it like wasn't, it was like, it wasn't for like pleasure. It wasn't for somebody I liked. It wasn't like. So you like kind of check it off. Like I'm supposed to be doing this right now. Yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this right now. This is something to tell the buddies. Like this is what we did. Yeah. You know, like there was no community around it. You know, like uh, there was the guys who had girlfriends, you know, they were just banging all the time. But like. You know, you go to a party in high school and you're like, oh, God, I fingered this girl behind a dumpster. Yay. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What are we doing? And it's and this is a this is literally because no one else told us otherwise. Right. You know, like you hear it from like older kids who've been like running around. Dude, I I remember this story. These older kids talking about having uh, they were like saying, oh, yeah, we're going to. Uh, we're going to have anal sex because you can't get pregnant. And t- I was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. I'm, so <laughs> I'm like, you're going to stick what where? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hang out with y'all anymore. Out of there. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I don't want to hang out with y'all anymore. You know, like they don't we don't learn about the simple things like yeast infections or, um, you know, uh, you know, guys can get like guys can get like a burning sensation when shit gets in your pee hole. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Don't get soap in there. Yeah, I didn't know that shit. You know, there's a lot of things we don't know. Um, and it's it's very scary. It's very it scary is. to think that, like, there is, uh, there, there's a solution out there. But do you think this is something that should be community-based or government-based? I mean, I think that there should be. So I think there should be a... Because right now it's government-based, and we see how well that's going. Well, it's government-based, but it's like... Each state can do something different, you know. So different states have different sex laws, also. So oh, yeah, yeah, which is insane. Go down to Mississippi, get you a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Like this is like so. I think on the national level, it, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get canceled for that comment. I just realized that. I mean, Mississippi is it is the is that not the law? No, I, I think I, it I, might be Louisiana. Louisiana or Mississippi. I think the legal age of consent is like 14 or 15 in the state. I am not up to date on it, but I'm not up to date on anything in the south. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um what were they saying? I don't remember. Well, it's good. We'll move on. But I do you did mention statistics and I think that's yes. something worthwhile to bring up. So like this is out, out of 2021, right? And so 
It says among 15 to 17 year olds, mm-hmm. 69% of boys and 72% of girls have never had sexual intercourse. 69% of boys? You're a fucking child. I'm no, just I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. just pointing out some right. things that are lingering um, from my miseducation as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hey, the French man. Yeah, the, the French. French. Thank the French. I, I, they, I they, they, you know, they, they invented, invented that. that one. Yeah, I thought it was the Indians. Which who? Not the not the Native Americans. I'm talking the about Indians. Indian. Kama Sutra. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they did. I, they probably did. I think this. I think the French, the French made it popular. In. Yeah, the French came in. <laughs> oh, yes. Took it. Um, you go in me, and I'm in you at the same time. Yes, upside down. Yeah. Eighty-nine <laughs> percent of all team births are to unmarried couples. That makes sense. It does. Um, the hell's getting married at sixteen? Well, not by choice, I'd say. Oh fuck. Um, and then I don't know why. There's just a report on a percentage for for girls, but it says about forty percent of sexually active teen girls have at least one STD. Why is I it mean, only girls? Huh? I don't know why that that is the case, but I mean HPV when we were that was, a huge, was thing. a huge thing. That was a huge vac- thing. The was it a vaccine or it was a shot that yeah. helped? Mm-hmm. I think it was like a vaccine or something. Get rid of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that was a big thing. And you went to. Uh, you went to Santa Barbara. I did. And I remember there was a statistic about IV. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one in four had an STD <laughs> yeah, rolling around there. I got out clean. You got out clean. You, <laughs> yeah. you escaped. We escaped. Fucking Ala Vista, boy. Oh, lordy. <laughs> don't, go um, back, don't go down that road. Hey, you met your wife there. Yes. You met your wife there. So you, did, you, you won Ala Vista. I won. <laughs> you came out there STD free and you got a, a wife and a baby out We've of it. won, yeah. Well done. I mean, I feel like there are people like you have to, you have to balance between partying and work and school work. Yeah. Because it's very hard. People not capable. People did not leave. Um, <laughs> and hold. So listen. We got also most parents want their children to wait for marriage before having sex. I don't know if parents now will feel the same. Like like we don't. I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. And I I I definitely want my my kid to make the right decisions. I don't want him to just be like fucking his way through school without right. a care. Like I want him to have connections. I want him to enjoy himself. And, you know, I don't want it to be a competition between Because that's another thing. That's a, a bad culture. That, that's a toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, that's a that's a culture that I think that's still there. I think it's still it's definitely being there. enforced almost. And I think that's something that needs to go away. Because I, rem- I, I wouldn't say yeah, I was a... I lived it. I, like, I was a part of that. You know, like I... When we were in school, you know, just like, oh, yeah, I made out with this girl. And like, ha, ha, yes, that's yeah. one, one notch on my belt. Like it was... What was the point? Yeah. Like for me, I brought this up in an earlier pod that I was actually like worried about dating girls that I went to school with. Like I was just like, I had to see them every day. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Like what if it didn't work out? Right. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like to me, that's crazy. Like we never think about that. Like imagine the emotional trauma that <laughs> goes through. Like I, I remember, like I remember, I got my heart broken when I was thirteen. Did, I, did a kid she, should not have to do that. Did she do it, or did she have a friend do it? Because I got broken up one time where like her friend came and and told me. Oh, and I was like, oh. See, I didn't. I had a bunch of different guys tell me what was going on, oh. and then it had to. <laughs> and that's what happened. It that's was worse. yeah, it was a lot worse. That yeah. was a lot worse, and I was like, oh, this is what. This is what adulthood is like yeah. at 13. <laughs> I don't like these feelings. I don't like these feelings at all. At all. Yeah. I, uh, it, it was awful. It was awful. But let's get, let's get our closing thoughts in here. Let's get our th- closing thoughts in here. I think as a parent, I think it is our job definitely to have an open 
a conversation with our children about their sexual experiences and make sure that they understand that this is something that literally everyone does. Right. Everyone has these feelings. And, and it's not so much embracing it, but understanding it and knowing what to do in certain situations. And it's okay not to be ready. And it's okay to 100%. feel a little awkward. Yeah. I think that it's something that we should be taught. I wasn't taught that. I, my, my parents came from a different background. Right. So I learned the hard way. And so I know what not to do. Um, and so hopefully when it comes time, uh, my son and I, like, and we never know. It's not going to be like a light switch. Like you wake up, it's on the calendar. Like this is the day that we talk about sex. It's it's gonna happen organically. We just have to make sure right. we make the right decisions. You'll be, you'll be paying attention to seeing him. Like, yeah. I talk tough now, but I'm probably gonna be like. But look at these photos. Yeah, they're going to hell. Yeah, I agree with you. It's I want to be Tanya. Like we've talked about, we want to be open with her. We want we want we we want her to feel secure in herself and 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 everything that comes comes around that. Something I've been forgetting a lot. Yeah, don't worry about it's it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Not too worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, you guys, this has been it's been a great convo talking about sex, baby. And um, you know, I definitely want to go into deeper, especially when we got the full squad here. So, ladies and gentlemen out there, this isn't the first. This is the first, but this isn't the last time that Papa Don't Preach talk about sex ed. I do have to say we've been done pretty well not making like Sex jokes. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we have. Like I, I did not do as well. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> this is true. But I thought there were gonna be more. Yeah, I mean And like there like there's one I'm like, uh, I was about to say it, but like, do I need to? Here's no, here, I don't. Do you remember the first time you got a boner? The first time? Do you remember the first time you like got a boner and you're like, oh shit. I don't remember the first time. Well, the first time you got a boner first. in public. Um, it was in school, but did you ever practice the, the, uh, 12 o'clock belt, yeah, belt strap, belt strap. <laughs> 12 o'clock belt strap. Yep. There's for, a, there's uh, all, for all the people out there and younger uh, audience that we have, there's a <laughs> move that most men try out called the 12 o'clock belt strap. And that's when you're in class, you pop a boner and there's no way in hell you are standing up and, and the bell rings <laughs> and it is time for you to leave. It and what you got to do is you got to put your butt back, tuck the boner up at 12 o'clock facing towards your face and put it under your belt strap and then you can walk out there clean but don't walk too fast because that zipper gonna get you oh we will be uploading a <laughs> tutorial I'll, I'll give you a walk through that on our instagram we'll tell you guys exactly oh, how to pull off the 12 o'clock belt strap you know if you flex your legs and flex your feet up it moves the blood away Oh, that would have been helpful have been 15 helped. years that ago. <laughs> that should be taught. It would help a lot of embarrassed boys. Yes, uh, it would have. Yeah. Oh, 20 years ago. I'm getting old. Damn. We are. Yes, we are. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you guys for going on this journey with us. We're going to be back with uh, Papa's Pulpit. And I'm going to actually show Zan some softcore porn so we can give our opinions when we come back. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach. And we'll be right back. back here with papa don't preach skirting skirting real quick into our last segment but first zan how was that softcore porn i showed it you it was passionate it was passionate it was passionate the there are lots of uh, noises that i think were a little dramatic 
Yeah, it's They're I, that, all the same. How wild is that? It's just like just like the hair flips and the over exaggerated dramatic sex. Cut to Yellowstone Park. Yeah, the cut to a spinning bed. That B roll was cut. Oh, let's get a shot of some ducks landing in the river. (laughs) What is the subtext there? (laughs) The landing strip. Oh, look at you, artiste over here. And the clouds coming apart. Was that the butthole? (laughs) (laughs) You think that's what the (laughs) that that was a metaphor there? The sky is the limit. The butthole opening. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. You guys have reached the promised land. This is our final segment of Papa Don't Preach that we like to call Papa's Pulpit. This is where we get together and rant about things that either are irking us, rubbing us the wrong way, or we just want to talk about. And, Zan, would you like to take the pulpit first? I will go ahead. Let me slide this over to you, Zan. What's on your mind and what's irking you? Um, nothing too serious, but uh, I did come across this today. And, you know, the, the U.S. government... Uh, that was those motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, they have uh, have no trouble pushing propaganda. Oh, really? Yeah, right. It's news to me. To, to get us on board with things. Yeah. Um, Hydrochloroquine. So in the early 2000s. <laughs> yes. You know, Do you remember the Got Milk campaign? Ugh. Right? I hate milk. Every, every major actor, celebrity was part of this Got Milk campaign. You had Fucking athletes m- doing milk it. Milk on their top lip. Like, who drinks milk like that? <laughs> <laughs> Use a straw, bro. You're in Hollywood. <laughs> this was all pushed. And so this was pushed by the USDA, mm-hmm. right, during a time when milk demand was really low. And so that's mm-hmm. when they got milk started pushing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's weird because a lot of people can't drink milk, right? One in four Americans can't consume dairy. What? All right. Between 30 million and 50 million people are lactose intolerant in America. Get the fuck out of here. Really? <laughs> yes. This is all backed up. 90% of Asian Americans are lactose intolerant. 75% of African Americans are lactose intolerant. 79% of indigenous people are lactose intolerant. 50% of Hispanic people are lactose intolerant. Uh, it's not a t- essential at all for a healthy diet. No. We're the only fucking species that continues drinking milk. And also... Past adolescence? Yeah, and past, uh, and another species milk. Oh, yeah. But and, and I get it back in the day doing it. And listen, I love chocolate milk. It's good. Milkshakes. I eat yogurt. But I'm not just drinking glasses of fucking milk. Nah, I haven't had a glass of milk in a long time. Not even to dip Oreos. No. <laughs> like, so it's like. <laughs> oh, my kid hates milk. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, he, he went from loving milk, milk, and then he's just like, nope. If it's chocolate milk, he's down. I mean, always. Always. But it's like, it's so these studies are showing that dairy in large quantities actually increases the risk of bone fracture and osteoporosis. Instead what? Instead of strengthening bones, which we've been told, uh, large quantities of milk and dairy consumption can also contribute to high levels of cholesterol and prostate cancer. I got to cancel the stuffed crust pizza right now. <laughs> this is news to me. Get thin crust, baby. Um <laughs> And, you know, other lies, it's the best source of calcium. It isn't. You know, you have tofu, is almonds, collard greens, leafy greens, sardines. Uh, sardines. I'm not a big sardines guy. Nobody's a big sardines guy. Tanya loves sardines. Oh, I'm not going to be hanging out with your wife anymore. She doesn't eat them all the time. All right, I'm just saying. Disgusting. Just make sure. They're very salty. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's crazy. Like, you know, it just it just reminds, you know. It's just about money. It's not about health. Like our whole food pyramid, which is which was just Dude, do bullshit. not get me started on the food Right. Four servings of bread? It's insane. For a, of bread? Bread does nothing for you. It's 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 a empty calorie. Two potatoes? Get the fuck out of here. Sweet potatoes. 
They didn't say sweet potatoes. They no, said no, potato. Potatoes, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like I'm not super live. I'm not surprised about it. I've I've always found it kind of weird. Um, just to, you know, just have a fucking glass of milk at dinner. People do. Some people do. Um, yeah. So it's but again, it goes back to just America and this propaganda, just trying to drive money into areas where, like, really just propping up areas of uh, you know, of. Uh, businesses that just don't really you shouldn't you shouldn't need to prop them up mm. just let them go that's you fucked you don't need to do it so you know the american way the american way well thank you <laughs> a so lighthearted. much yeah a little lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, i love it yeah. a little lighthearted. i love it thanks for thanks for sharing zan i appreciate that i forgot what i was going to talk about no yeah yes wait it was um i always forget no, you never forget. I always forget. You never forget. I'm an I, I'm not an elephant. You are. I'm more of a goldfish, kind um, of like society. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what were we gonna talk about? Uh, Blaine, do you remember what I was gonna talk about? Alice oh, at the palace. Oh yeah, Malice at the palace. Yeah, tell us, because I still need to see this. Oh, bro, we're gonna keep all this in because this one I'm intrigued. So um, my pulpit today, what we were just talking about during our break was Malice in the Palace. And I kind of wanted to dive into this because I just watched Netflix Untold. And one thing uh, about the Malice in the Palace is it's uh, now looking at it. It was in 2004, I believe. So looking at this almost almost two days, two decades later. And understanding what actually went down. What year was it? It was 2004. No way. It was 2004. For those of you who don't know what the Malice in the Palace is, this is a, uh, a game. Well, first of all, perfect name. It was uh, the document of one of the biggest NBA brawls uh, in history that was between the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers and the fans. Um, for those of you who have not seen the documentary, I suggest you go watch it. But the Malice in the Palace basically profiles and dives deep into what happened and how they do a profile on the players and what led up to um, this fight breaking out. But, you know, this was a nothing game. It was in November. You know, um, the Detroit Pistons were just coming off uh, NBA championship. They were the reigning champs of the NBA. They beat the Indiana Pacers the year before in the Eastern Conference Finals and went on to win the championship. Now, the Pacers and the Detroit uh, Pistons, they had a rivalry now two of the best teams in the East. And when they met here in this regular season game, the Pacers absolutely smashed, mm -hmm. smashed the Pistons. They were up by 15 at some point. And what sparked a lot of booze and people being upset was at the end of the game, in normal games, you take out your starters, let the B team roll. That's how they do it. Um, but what ended up happening here is – the Pacers didn't take out their starters, and they continued to pile it on. And at one point, Ron Artest fouls Ben Wallace of the Pistons, Ron Artest of the Pacers, fouls Ben Wallace of the Pistons very hard. And Ben Wallace gets up with some frustration and pushes Artest, but not unbeknownst to anyone else. Ben Wallace's brother just died in, uh, a couple days later before this game. Ron Artest is in some serious therapy right now for anger management because he's had some issues. Ron Artest has anxiety, depression, extreme anger, and he is working through this. And uh, during this 
little scuffle. You know, it's always like playing around. These the, the NBA players getting each other's faces. They're not really trying to fight. They understand that, you know, most a lot of these guys off the court are friends. Right. But the fans are drunk as shit. Um, a lot of the tickets, uh, the season ticket holders, they are gone. They realize the game is over. It's regular season. So you have a lot of these drunk upper deck fans coming down to get better seats as the game goes on. And you watch Ron Artest during the scuffle go and lay on the scores table. And you can see him in real time just like counting out, trying to calm down, trying to center himself. He says in the documentary that he wasn't worried about anybody coming up to him because he knew that his boys had his back. Out of frame, you see a cup of beer fly and nail Ron Artest. He is drenched in beer. Mm -hmm. A fan threw a cup of beer at Ron. Without skipping a beat, Ron went from, I'm trying to calm down to, I'm going to kill somebody. He jumps up over the first row into the stands, finds the first person he can see, and clean clocks him. Knocks him out and holds him up against the ground. Player uh, Audience starts to jump on Ron Artest to pull him off. They start swinging at him. Then Steven Jackson jumps in the crowd. Then Jermaine O'Neal jumps in. Everybody starts swinging. Everybody starts swinging, and there, there's this huge scuffle, this huge buildup, and then they pull him down. And as his things are starting to settle down, another fan comes onto the court, onto the court, squares up against Ron Artest with his fist ball, and Ron Artest was like, okay, bah, bah, knocks him down. Another scuffle gets up. And I want you guys to hear what's happening. This is over like a minute and a half going on. If you've ever been to a sporting event and you run onto the field or anything, there's security swarming you, they're tackling, they get you on. What is very interesting is that there is no security in sight. There's two cops at the interview, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, about uh, you know how they had control of the situation. They were nowhere to be found. There was no police, there was no security, and the crowd started getting crazy, like crazy. And as they pull the players off the field, drinks are flowing. A guy pulls a chair and throws it uh, into the crowd. Another person tries to pull on Jermaine O'Neal's jersey as they're walking through. And then after that, just like a flash, it's all done. What ends up happening is Ron Artest is suspended for the rest of the NBA season. That's the rest of the season. This is a championship contending team. They have a big three. This big three is Ron Artest, Steve Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal. Artest, gone for the rest of the season. Jermaine O'Neal, 25 games. Steven Jackson, 20 games. They can kiss their championship goodbye. Mm -hmm. The NBA overreacted at this point and wanted to make an example out of these players and years, years later never actually looked at what happened and who caused this whole thing. Because uh, the media were pouring on to these basketball players, calling them thugs, saying hip-hop, uh, this hip-hop mentality needs to get out of basketball. They're ruining the game. People shat on these teams. Ben Wallace was suspended. All of this shit happened. And now one person took a step back and like, why did this happen? Right. These guys, some of their careers were almost ruined by this. Reggie Miller one of the greatest three-point shooters, basketball players of all time. This was his final year. He was supposed to win a ring there. It was gone. It was ruined. That was it for him. He retired the very next year. In the documentary, you can see him getting so emotional over just remembering that whole scenario. I th- What really bothers me about this whole thing after watching this documentary was the media's, like you said, the propaganda. Yeah. 
the media is not not taking a look at the Detroit Piston fans that got unruly. Talking about basketballs have a certain level. Uh, they they have like a responsibility. They're paid players. They're not supposed to react no matter what. Any but a guy came onto the court. Another person threw a chair. Another person threw a beer right. that sparked this whole thing. And I want to say a big fat fuck you to the guy. They ended up finding the guy who threw the beer. And he literally accepts no responsibility whatsoever. I'm not surprised. But I suggest everybody go watch Malice in the Palace. It is an amazing documentary. And a big fat fuck you to the police. A big fat fuck you to the Detroit Pistons. A big fat fuck you to everybody in Detroit that participated in that game. And the media, you better than that. NBA, come on, stick up for your players. These guys put their they put their bodies on the line. They're playing professional basketball. Fans do better. It's a uh, better, yeah. Like almost twenty years too late, but I'm glad I saw that documentary. I suggest everyone see it. But ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end. Um, Zan. It was a pleasure. It was, it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. It's nice not to have a Mitch in the studio from time Fucking to time. Mitch. Fucking Mitch. No, I, disagree. I miss the guy. I do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach. A big shout out to our producer, Blaine Pierre. See, that's kind of quiet without Mitch. Blaine Pierre. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Aaron Mostown, DNA, do our music. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We're going to be back next week. This is Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> <laughs>